Hi friends, I'm Momi, your host. And I'm Hina, your other host. This is a show where we unpack our trauma through movies and television. You know, like adults. We've been best friends for 10 years, so there's a lot of trauma. Every episode, we give unfiltered advice to fictional relationships, romantic, platonic, or otherwise. You get all the satisfaction of spilling tea without any of the consequences. It's like a Tumblr fever dream, circa 2009, we promise to keep our use of the terms ship and OTP to an absolute minimum. This is Parasocial. Hello, Parasites. Yo, what's up, Parasites? If you have kids in the room, if you have babes, oh, yeah. or, they have to leave. Or if you are <clears throat> a prude in any way. You might want to stay and learn some things. But <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. <clears throat> Today's episode is about Fifty Shades of Grey. Your favorite film, your favorite cinematic masterpiece. It what a what a look at cinema. You know what I mean? <laughs> Poetic cinema. And anyway, we hope you've been doing well. How have you been, Hina? Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, thank you so much for asking. How have I been? Well, <laughs> I've been working. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to manage re-entering the world. Okay. Which has been difficult, but not for the reasons that I thought. I thought that it was going to be difficult to re-enter the world because I was going to feel so weird. Yeah. Being around other people and I like will have forgotten to right. like how to yeah. say hello and forgot what my name is. But that's not it. It's more of I'm so comfortable with being at home mm. that it's hard for me to want to go out. Yeah. That's... You know what I mean? Like that's I thought oh, it was going to be that. the opposite. Yeah. Like I want to go out so bad, but I get there and I'm like, oh, my God, people. And now it's more like, oh, I don't need to ever leave. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. For the yeah. rest of my life. I'll just be in this box. <laughs> so I'm trying to not feel that way. Okay. Because like when would that ever end? Do you know what right. I mean? Right. Exactly. How about you? How are you doing? I've been okay. I've been sick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've been I pretend sick. like I don't know for the listeners. Yes. <laughs> really? Have you been? <laughs> oh my God. We live 20 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So if my voice sounds a little different than usual. Little, little. She's trying to seduce you. Yeah. Honestly though. Okay, wait. Hold what? up. I what? was not what? aware that like my voice sounding like this was attractive. And I know that's the What do you sound. mean you were unaware? I was unaware. I just didn't know that it was a thing that I like. What have you? Hold on. <laughs> hold how on, about wait. I ask you how you found this out? <laughs> I was talking uh-huh. to a guy that I'm dating. Uh-huh. And he had mentioned. Yeah. How. Let's call them thing number one and thing number two. Yeah. Thing number <laughs> right. Big one is thing number one. Thing number one. Smaller guy. Okay, well, listen. Thing one and thing two both mentioned it. Okay. Okay. But thing one was who mentioned it first. And mm. that, that was my awakening to this. Did you have a little sexy time? It wasn't even that. We were just eating. We were just okay. eating lunch. And I just said something. And he was like, you know, I kind of like your voice like this. And I was like, <laughs> what did you fucking say to me? <laughs> And I was like, I hated your voice before. Right? Like, yeah. I was like, palatable. excuse me, hold up, wait. And he was like, no, no, no. You, like, I, your voice before was great. Yeah. You hesitated. What the fuck does? <laughs> you said, great. You took a yeah. breath. What is that hesitation? It was fine. 
It but was like fine. this is working for me. But way like more. now, damn. Like okay. you could well, just stay like this and I'm like, I'm I'm sick. I'm dying. I mean, you gotta do it. You gotta do it for the anyway. dick. Anyway, God, he's gonna listen to this episode. Okay. Let's let's start as we always do oh, with a yes. little bit of a summary. Oh, actually no. Let's talk about the drink that we're oh, drinking. Oh, the drink, yes. Okay. So in honor of our content, which is Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. And Christian Grey. Loving to be a connoisseur of all things. Dommy McDomberson on Domerson Lane. Yes. And so he, he's just kind of elitist about all the things because he likes the best and the greatest. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. He likes wine. Best wine. Best pussy. Yeah. Best. <laughs> best cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Best everything. Big, big money, big business. Guy. Right. Big business best dick. Things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all of it. Absolutely. And so we have wine here today. I want to say it's it's on the drier side. He for me, anyway. No, no. I, th- I think it's dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely dry. It tastes like wine. I know. Insightful. But I, I don't... I wish I knew more about wine. Here's the thing. Because that's, like that's like a sexy thing to be so able to I, talk like, about. So I, like, downloaded this, like, Wine 101 PDF packet. And okay. I was trying to, like, learn wine because I was dating this guy who's a bartender who's, like, getting super into wine. Yeah. And so I was trying to, like, participate <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. And when I tell you I don't remember a goddamn thing about anything that I spent four hours <laughs> reading, I don't. I really don't. And so okay. here we are. <clears throat> well, we are going to think of a name for this drink. I'm going with Red Room of Pain, but I feel like that's a little low-hanging fruit. Uh, Do you got anything for me? I mm. Red River, uh, Red River Red, Red. Red River Red. Oh, no. Red Nure. Okay. Red Black. <laughs> red the House Down. Red the House Down. Oh, ooh, um, Slappin' Red. Slappin' Red. I don't love it. I don't love that either. I kind of hate it. Read me red. Ooh. Bleed me red. Bleed me red. Okay. 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 I mean, I'm good with that. Bleed me red. Red, sir. Another, I hate another. that. Stop. <laughs> no, wait. Don't, don't even. No, it's okay. Bleed me red. We'll just go okay. with that. Yep. Bleed me red. Uh, well, we are drinking bleed me red. We can do a little cheers. Ding. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So for anyone that hasn't seen the film. Yes. It goes a little something like this. So Fifty Shades of Grey is a film adaptation based on the book of the same name written by E.L. James, a.k.a. Erica Mitchell, who based the book on Twilight. But when she was writing the fan fiction for Twilight, she was going by another. She was she's always under pen names. Yeah. And I think before it was like Dragon Princess Ice something. It was like a Dragon Ice Princess thing. But anyway, the original fan fiction was called Master of the Universe. Yep. And Fifty Shades of Grey is about a guy named Christian Grey who uses BDSM as a shield for his abusive soccer behavior. Christian meets Anna, who's not like other girls. She likes books. Oh my and fucking god. She has no personality. Yo. No, but, she reads books. She has a personality. What do you Well, know? but she doesn't have a personality until she meets Christian Grey. Right, right, right. AKA Dami McDomerson. 
So Christian is a wealthy businessman and he meets Anna when she goes to interview him for a school paper on behalf of her journalist roommate who's out of commission with the flu. Anna walks into his office, falls, drops everything on the ground. They lock eyes and Christian immediately wants to fuck the clumsy co-ed because she's young, dumb, and easy to manipulate. Anyway. <clears throat> okay, so Christian <laughs> spends the rest of the movie trying to convince Anna to sign a binding legal contract allowing him to act as her dominant. Anna, who acts like she's never even heard of sex before meeting Christian, goes from sticks and stones may break my bones to chains and what's excite me in like 0.01 seconds. Yo. Perpetuating the very harmful and damaging myth that a dick can change your life. Holy shit. It can't. It can't change your life. Listen, ladies. I know that sometimes I, I you when tell you get dick She's down her good, down, boo. okay, when you get dick down good, it might feel like it'll change your life. It won't. Do it again. Fuck them one more time yeah. and then tell me if it changes your life because let me tell you, it won't, okay? That one time, save it in your memory banks, okay? Yep. Enjoy it. Reminisce. Put it in the spank bank. Put it in the spank bank. Think about it right before you go to sleep to calm you down. Whatever you need, honey. <laughs> calm you down? listen to wind you up or wind you up or whatever you need honey okay in your me time yeah that's when you think about it but it will not change your life well here's my question based on that analysis Uh uh-huh are you someone are you we already told the babies to leave the room this is your last chance this is really you should have left is are you the type of person that keeps real life experiences in your spank bank Mm. are you someone that just keeps pure fantasy in the spank bank like you thought of a really good one and then you like uh like sheath it for later or are you like a porn goes in the spank bank person got it it's a mix of all of them okay i think if there was something about there was something like particularly fantastic about Uh a real life experience I will save it. it. It'll it'll sheath in the spank bank, but maybe I'll like embellish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give a little judge. Yeah, and then otherwise, then it's like some fantasies. Then it's some fantasies. All the fantasies are things I actually would never do, but sure. the, but I they think that's sound really hot. And then the porn ones are things that I've seen okay. that particularly just got me there faster than usual. And I'm can like, I huh. can I offer a hot take okay what if oh no okay if the real thing if you can't create fantasies that are better than the real thing it just means that you have a bad imagination here i agree do you know what i mean oh i agree listen i agree i was was an imaginative child yeah same you know? You know? I got ideas. It can take I, you places. I, hey, listen. It can take you on a journey. The things I the things I fantasize about. If you can't take off, oh you don't have God. enough jet fuel. Right, yeah. Like, you would think I was a porn star with the things that I'm thinking of. Okay. But I would just would never do them. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Fair <laughs> you enough. You know what I mean? Enough. And it's, it's great for me. Yeah. Nobody else. We did watch this last night via Amazon. Shout really contributing <laughs> shout out to jeff thank you jeff <laughs> thanks jeff bezos uh some things that i want to point out before we even get started this movie has five stars on amazon 
almost five stars. It has like four I don't understand. and like the little edges of the of the corners of the star aren't filled what in. What is who is jacking off to this? Y'all movie? are kinky. Y'all kinky bitches. Like And you don't... have bad taste. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna shame you for it. Maybe you just don't know any better. Oh, I am. That's that's why I brought oh, it okay, up. Okay, okay. Well I'm not. <laughs> she will. Okay. I won't. Cause like, I mean, maybe you just don't know us what you don't know what good is. And that may not be Ow, your fault. I wasn't even going to go there. <laughs> oh, wow. Am I somehow worse? Well, <laughs> here's my thought. Like, I, there, I don't, how mean am I going to be? I think I what I I'm got- saying is like, are the people that are writing and developing this content like fulfilled sexually? Here's the thing. I think the. Like, this is a fantasy okay, wait, wait, of someone wait, 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 that wait. I. But I think, here's the thing. I think the movie. Yeah. The movie, not hot. You think the book is hot? That's the hottest take. (laughs) I am shocked. Wait, okay. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Wait, wait, listen, listen. No, no, sorry. This is a safe space. Go ahead. (laughs) Fuck you, bitch. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Now I don't want to say it. Okay. Come on. But I'm going to. I'm going to, obviously. Okay. I think the book is hotter. Not that it's just like, not it's like objectively the hottest thing ever. Right. But I think the book is hotter. Okay. And I think the reason for that is that the book gives you more, there's just more meat there. There's more like, okay, that was bad to you. (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. I think for the book, like you get more interactions between them. And sure. the tension builds more effectively. Sure. The thing that I hated about the book was that her inner goddess that she talks through a lot. Yeah. Make it stop. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is, absolutely not. I, okay. So can I, can I give you an analogy for the way that I see the hotness of these books? Okay. We're going to use cookies. Okay. We've all experienced the pain of biting into what you thought was an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie and realizing it's raisins. Mm. The movie is a raisin. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the book, the movie is a raisin. The book is a craisin. (laughs) Oh my God. uh, It's only, it's a little bit better. Because okay. at, least, at least a craisin got something. Shout going out on. to everybody whose favorite cookie is oatmeal raisin or oatmeal craisin. Oatmeal craisin. They don't have a, no or one even that, oatmeal chocolate chip. No one who eats an oatmeal raisin cookie, <laughs> that's their favorite cookie, listens to this podcast. Sure. But I'm just saying, if there was one, I don't need your, I don't need your listen, listenership. I don't- <laughs> listen or don't. Okay, let's move on. Uh, the best thing about the movie is the soundtrack. Absolutely, 110%. There's no contest. Yeah. That's a soundtrack that I could envision fucking do. I'm not a fuck to a soundtrack kind of gal. Have I fucked to that soundtrack? Have you really? Do tell. Open the floor for you. (laughs) Go ahead. I may have fucked to that soundtrack. I may have fucked to it. Well, you did. So give us some details. (laughs) Yeah, I... I it was on Spotify. I put it on. Uh-huh. It was just like it was just a night where like I just ha- I don't know. I feel like I, I should be playing some slow guitar for you. <laughs> I feel like you should be as well. Okay. 
But it's really like it was just it was like a random night, and uh-huh. like I just was listening to music. A random night. Listen, <laughs> Linda. It was okay. All right. And you had a um, plan to have a little a little Fifty Shades of Grey role play. Right. I didn't. I wasn't planning for that, but I had had the. I put a spell on you. That that sure. particular version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put, like, you know, on Spotify, you can say like, go to radio. And mm-hmm. it's a radio of that song. Yeah. It just so happened. It ended up populating all of the songs. Yeah, all the soundtrack songs. Are you routinely a soundtrack user? No, okay. not at all. Okay. I don't seek out soundtracks. If there's one song from a movie that I'm like, yo, what the fuck was that song? I'll use the soundtrack to find it. No, 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 but I, I mean in sex. Are you a I fuck to oh. music person? No. Okay. No, I'm I'm not against it. I'm not against it. It's just like it never really comes up. It's not my thing. And it's not a thing for me. So this was out of the norm. Okay. For me. But I She said this book was so hot. This book was so fucking hot. Oh my god. In my Yeah, but the sound hey, but listen, the soundtrack is fantastic. No, it's a banger. And it was I can see that being a little It gave some sauce, let me tell you. Okay. Yeah, it gave some sauce. Did so he I... give you some Dommy McDomberson that night? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Because he knew where that song was from. And... Fair enough. Uh, yep. Okay. Before we go into the movie itself, I want to do a little breakdown of both Anna and Christian, our protagonists. Yes. Who are so close to Bella and Edward. It is insane. In the sense that, like, she, she like, the, the author... Right. Made a choice. Yeah. To make, to age them up, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then fit. I don't want to read a book about teenagers. Right. But like, the, I and which I get. Yeah, yeah. But then didn't bother to age up their characters and personalities. It's just yes. like, what are you, like, anyway, It's very we'll- teen dialogue between them it's very and i swear to god relationships are black and white really vacillates between mature independent woman yes absolute child whips and chains like yeah just what is happening yeah they don't make sense their personalities don't make sense in any way shape or form there is like you said there is a lot of vacillating between two different extremes and their relationship does feel very childlike in a lot of ways yeah in that it's so black and white it's so all or nothing it's so like the idea even the the line that christian gives anna of like oh i don't do relationships Tell me that wasn't something that I said at 19 years old. Yeah. Like, I'm just like... like, I've said that shit when I didn't know what the fuck it meant, bro. Well, it's for effect, too. Yeah. It's to, like, really just bring the other person down a peg. Like... Yes. Like, yo, no. Face reality, bitch. Like, I'm not gonna date you. I just wanna fuck you. And, like, I I want you to It's a power play to, like, feed some insecurity in you. Yeah. And it... uh, what they're grown they're grown ass adults right in this movie that's exactly right also we're not going to get into this for various reasons but there was an apple product placement in this movie moving on um (laughs) (laughs) so many well yeah yes yes okay so anna yes bookish 
Lord have fucking mercy. I just need book lovers to get a better rap. <laughs> I just need us. You I don't want a man to dominate you and lock you in his room and have you be his sex slave? No. Well, then why would you read a book? <laughs> Fuck. It just seems like that's all it ever is. Yeah. Or they're stalker murderers, as you've learned from, right. you know. Well, and I think the bookish always comes hand in hand with girl who we've talked about this before on the show. Yeah. Who's hot and doesn't know that she's hot. Yo, I just need, like, listen, book lovers can know they're hot. I just want everyone to know that. No book lover is hot. All of us are hot. <laughs> Fuck it. I was saying. I'm just kidding. I'm a book lover. Yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and obviously, I'm God's gift to this earth. So, if Jesus I. <laughs> Fucking hell. Listen. We are hot. Sure. And we like books, but we know we're hot. Like, it doesn't mean, like, you know what I mean? We might have moments of insecurity, me especially, but, like, I we're self-aware. I think that it's the cultural zeitgeist around book reading in the modern world that perpetuates perpetuates this idea that it's different than other interests. And objectively... I don't think it is. Okay. I like TV shows. Right. Do you like TV shows? I like movies. Yeah. Do you like movies? Right. I don't think it says anything about you. So I also think, though, that loving books and, like, books being, like, your thing Mm -hmm. is the... Okay, this might be controversial to say, but it's, like, the most palatable and... A tr- like a well accepted non threatening thing for a woman to be into and enjoy that a man can respect and can yeah. accept and can like sometimes relate to in that yeah. if she's super into sports it's threatening it's threatening or if she's like super into like I don't know being um like being wiccan or something you know what i mean like it's being wiccan or something (laughs) i don't know what the proper term is i'm apologizing no no, that's just like the most shocking example (laughs) no but that's what i'm saying but like i guess like like but like i I feel like sometimes gamer and then you're like i think like sometimes the patriarchy really does think in extremes though you're right right, right, you know that's what i mean by that that, like like, if she was into like crystals and shit that's non-threatening that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I like, in that, like, if she's into, like, crystals and shit, like, that's weird, and I can't relate to it, but, like, I don't, I'm not threatened by you, but, like, it's oh, weird, right? Oh, I see what you're in saying. In that, like, wh- her being into books is, like, not I as weird, but I'm, like, not threatened. being a Wiccan would be threatening to No! Man. No, I'm saying that, like, <laughs> the in their head, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. not that, right? But, like, it's still weird enough that, like, they might be turned off by it, whereas, like... Okay. Being bookish mm. is like it. It means that like oh, like she could be smart or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, you know what's funny is that I think um, like I totally get the social understanding of it, and then at the same time, like coming from academia, in a lot of ways, it's the opposite. Yeah, like to be bookish, it's kind like in academia, books are to academia what video games is to nerddom like have you have you really get have you read Foucault 
Like, have, right. have you read, like, all his original texts? I think you'll find that actually in Section 2, Article A, sub point 22, he's already talked about the blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. And it's like, bro, it ain't special. No. It ain't. It's just a thing. Also, most of the most of the people who read okay, maybe that's a generalization I shouldn't make. But like people who read books don't always they're it's not necessarily they're super into like the classic shit. No. Yeah. Bitches out here reading young adult novels, aka us. <laughs> like you know what I mean? We out here reading yeah, young yeah. adult novels. Yeah, that's that's not even into. for our age group anymore. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like I gotta read about some boy with bat wings fucking this <laughs> yeah. fairy on yeah. a meadow. Yo, growling and then they have in her a, ear. They have a half bat fairy. Fairy baby. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. And then they bite the neck. You know, like whatever. Yeah, I hate it, but I still read it. So I don't know. Oh, I don't not, know. Do I hate it? I don't know. That. Okay. So she's bookish. Yep. She's cartoonishly naive mm-hmm. to a point that doesn't make sense for an adult. She feels like she escaped the like a fundamentalist Mormon church. Oh, my God. Like, she's like, oh, my, a penis? Like she, a penis? She's never. She's like, oh, my God, you kissed me? I know. Here's the thing. I don't want to eviscerate her as a character, like her as a woman. Okay. I want to eviscerate her as a character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. Just to be no, clear, just so we're on the same page. There's nothing wrong with being naive. There's Listen, nothing wrong with... if you don't know what the fuck's going on, that's okay. it's okay. Like, but this is not a realistic version of not no. knowing what's going on. She's, yeah. She, she acts like she never ignorant. thought... She's never even heard of sex before right. she met Christian Grey. And yet, I guess... Okay, so in watching this movie last night, right? I think the thing that like really just freaked me out was like how quick she went from... I know nothing. I'm a virgin. Right. To being like, yeah, please fuck me. On one. on a couch, on a table. table. Hang me up. You. Right. Whip fuck me. me in this red room with whips and shit. What? Impossible. Girl? Okay. I, because like, put Impossible. me back. Impossible. Rewind. Yeah. To my first time. Yes. Do tell. Oh my God. I was like super in love with this guy. Yeah. I was like, he's my everything yeah right and so my first time was in a bunk bed in the top of a fucking bunk bed right and he had put like string lights up he tried to make it special he did okay that's what he thought he was his best was whatever he did his best and like we're there and like it was a lot of like I realize looking back on it, he knew he was gonna succeed. Mm. He mm. he was like, "I got this in the bag." Okay, I went into it going, "Oh, this is fun," like, <laughs> like just not even expecting that it would go that far. Okay, but like in hindsight, you see, you, he was lining it up so that he could not right. Yes, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, Brit, a bitch was naive and clueless. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did not realize." Now we were. We were like boyfriend and girlfriend at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, like we're in this bunk bed. We're doing the the, the not fucking but almost fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Fair enough, fair enough. You know, a lot of rhythmic <laughs> stroking and rubbing. <laughs> rhythmic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that gets more and more intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually I was just like, I just got into my own head and I was like, you'll bet. Let's, let's. <laughs> 
oh god and i just went for it and i had no idea what was happening fair enough i mean i think that's what it is for most people like it's not the it she does i will never believe anna to be a virgin like well i believe it in the i i was i will say in the book i feel like it's more it's portrayed better slightly better but in the movie absolutely not it just like that we were talking last night while we were watching the film there's this scene after they've like had a weekend of like banging and shit that they go to take a a bath together in oh, this like yeah 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 those baths i don't know what it's called but it's like it's the one that's like independent from like the side of the wall it's like a full like a victorian it's a tub, tub. Um, it's a tub and they lay down next to each other and what i was saying is that like there is this idea that once you cross this threshold of having sex with somebody that you would then therefore be completely comfortable with all forms of intimacy and i don't think that that's the truth like when you're young or when you're inexperienced, having a bath with somebody is Girl? a whole other thing. It's not that you rip the band-aid. I gave my I gave my first boyfriend my serious relationship, my virginity, and we didn't shower together till like at least two months after I gave him my virginity. It's like, a different thing. It's a different thing. Like Yeah. Nah. What I do in the shower is my business. Right. Well, and now, and I think that you, that's what's interesting is that you, as you grow older, you ebb and flow and your definition of intimacy changes in that at this point in my life, I genuinely have no interest in anyone else showering with me. Yeah, no. It's, it's not sexy to me anymore like no, showering think, yeah no is I've about done it. completing a list of tasks i did the research it's the hair it's the shaving oh my god i i just want to be at peace yeah. as i take care of myself yes because when you're showering with somebody else it's not about actually showering no, it's, it's about a- the performance of being sexy in the shower yes and then and then they want to fuck you in the shower and you don't get done in the shower no i have to take another fucking shower yes I have to go back. I have to, or we we get up, we dry off, and I have to pretend like I did my thing. I didn't. I didn't, though. I never did. Listen, I need to be in here another 20 minutes. No, and it just, it is interesting how I, when I was younger, it just, it did feel sexy. Mm-hmm. And at no, it this did. stage, I, I don't, I truly don't even see showers as sexy at all. I don't either. Like no, I, I don't. It's my place. Has it, it has been years, years since I have showered with a man, and I don't and ever I need have to do it again. No desire, no fucking desire. I don't miss it. No, no, no. no my showers are my me time. Mm-hmm. They are my me time. That's meditation. And move. I have an entire regimen post shower. Yeah. So like, don't fucking touch me. Don't, don't be talk near me. To me. I don't want to see you. Mama's got to moisturize. Yeah, I got to. Mo- I have things to do. Okay. All right. We're really getting lost in the sauce. We here. really are, but it. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. okay so Christian Gray. No, no. Well, there's there's some other things that I just want to finish oh, saying oh, about okay, Anna. Okay. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she's parentified by her flighty and irresponsible mother, who has had bad luck with men, which is very similar to Bella Swan. Yeah. I want to talk about that later, which is why I'm highlighting it now. Okay. Okay. Um and. 
she just to prove how different she really is she has a job at a hardware store a, a hardware store a, hard- a, a hardware store yo hardwares hardware you know what i mean yeah, uh yeah, and yeah. she's a virgin but not for long <laughs> so christian where to begin so he's supposed to be a bad boy with a heart of gold, but we never l- learn where that gold's at. Because homeboy is a dick. Homeboy is a dick. But here's the thing. It, the book, the series tries to convince you that it's tr- because of intense trauma. Boring. I don't care as, about that. As to why he is the way he is and he's doing what he's doing. No. Now, listen. Hear me out. I can accept that that level of trauma that he experienced warrants what, like, the person he's become. Really? Do I I agree with what he does? No. But, like, I I think it is traumatic what he went through. No, no, no. It is certainly traumatic. I'm not arguing that it's not traumatic. It is exceptionally traumatic. I, especially especially when you add in Mrs. Robinson. For sure. I think that's another yeah. layer. I yeah, think, he I is think a his initial trauma, if his initial trauma for him to get where he's at, right. I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't say it warrants it. Right. But I think his trauma plus what the happened Robinson thing. with Robinson thing, I think it makes sense. To be clear, if any of you are, are confused, Christian... In addition to having a mother who was addicted to drugs, she was a sex worker, she was neglectful, and because of that, she's removed, he's removed from his mother's care. And he's right, but he was by also abused family. by the man. Yeah, his yeah. his mother's, I don't want to use the word pimp, but the that man guy. who was trafficking her, he abused Christian physically, emotionally, verbally. And so there's that. And then that continued even after he was adopted by the wealthy Gray family because his mother's friend, who we are going to call Mrs. Robinson, abused him, introduced him to BDSM in a really unhealthy way, right? At the end of the day, it's abuse because he's a young boy and she's a grown-ass woman. And he interprets that as teaching, mentorship, and it's fucked up his relationship to to his sexuality. Absolutely. that there's that for sure but christian ends up greatly overcompensating in his life and becoming this successful wealthy high-powered businessman yeah. who uses control and dominance in his life to make him feel safe which i it it tracks right yeah, it tracks it tracks here's the thing is that the the way that christian tries to express or assert his dominance right comes off as more of a parental figure and less of a dominant man right and so like that's really where it hits it, it misses the mark in this movie in that you never really feel like he's actually dominant you feel like he's just trying to be a dad <laughs> and like yeah. it gets it just gets weird from there well it's very ted bundy in that yeah. his thing is he tries to dominate girls with brown hair that's parted in the middle because they remind him of his mom which is 
for those that don't know, Ted Bundy attacked uh, women with brown hair with a part down the middle because they reminded him of this girl that left him. So Right. And so, like, I guess, like, uh, I, I... But it's the inverse of Twilight, right? And that Twilight is... It takes this stance on purity that's so cringy and weird and yep, stuck absolutely. out of time. And then Edward, like Edward wants to marry Bella before they have sex to preserve her soul. And Christian is like fucking Anna on every surface of his living room. And like her virgin pussy is so good that he wants to marry her. Right. So in that way, that's like the only way in which they are inverse. Yes. In every other way, they are the same. They are the same. Yeah. And I also think too, like for, for Christian specifically, right? Like he is just so set in who he is and like what he wants that it's hard for me to believe that Anna appears out of nowhere and suddenly he wants to just pivot. Yeah. Because of this version pussy <laughs> like, I, I just i just okay so here's the thing we were having a conversation last night oh while yeah we were watching yeah. when you said the the words a man that's stuck in his ways it made me think of the conversation that we were having last night oh, about yeah. thing one and thing two who we brought up earlier yes. in the episode yes. which is who momi has been dating as of late yes and we were having a conversation right about Thing one. Thing one. Thing one is an older guy. I mean, that sounds way okay. Too much. No, wait. older than you. Uh, he's older by than a me. little bit. By just a little. Yeah, but older it's not than by the other lot. one is more what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's older than he's the like other. ten years the, older than yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. the other one. Yeah, all yeah. both within well range. Of right, 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 right. But I just meant older than the other one. Yeah. And you were saying that you feel like he's stuck in his ways, and I just want you to talk about. What is what is the hesitation about dating a man that's stuck in his ways? Ah. Because you're right. That is Christian. He's like, this is how I fuck. This is how I live. And you need to get with the program or get the fuck out. Yeah. And so I think the hesitation around that is that you are now, you become a piece in his puzzle instead of being a piece of your own. Yeah. And damn, wait. Oh my, oh my god. god hashtag it on instagram guys. damn okay <laughs> anyway but you don't you know what i mean in that like yeah. now the it's not that all of your autonomy is lost it's not that right. it's just that in the everyday workings of this person's life right. they are so determined to maintain consistency that you have two options you either conform to said consistency. Well, you mean the status quo. Right, yeah. Like the status quo, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You even conform, you either conform to it or you bail. And it, in most cases, when it comes with, like with men specifically, they're just very much not about compromise in that way. In that like once they've figured out a thing that's worked for them for so long. These kind of guys, you mean? Yeah, these yeah, kind yeah. of things. once they've figured out once they've reached their stride and they feel like this is my this is me this is what I like this is what I don't like and I'm this just is how stick I fuck this is how I live yeah this is how I all of it then you trying to change their mind about any of it it's yeah. very much about well no like you don't get it like I'm stubborn like you're not going to convince me otherwise like this is it 
what would you say to a girl? Would you recommend a girl to get into a relationship like that? In that, like, I would say if that, if, if what his lifestyle is, if what he likes and what he's quote unquote stuck in. Right. Is similar or something that you genuinely resonates with you resonate with and enjoy or already do like that's naturally where you were yeah 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 that's like you you align right yeah yeah. by all fucking means go for it girl right but if it doesn't if it just feels a little like a lift that the tide you'd be getting pulled into the tide you're getting pulled into the tide of this person yeah. I don't know. You have to sit with that because yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't advise it immediately. Right. Right, 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 right. And like I think for me for me specifically, like there are aspects of it that I do resonate with. Right. Which is where the confliction for me comes from. Right. In that, like I do resonate. Yeah. And I do enjoy. Right. But that is a small. That's just a piece of what I am and who I am. Mm versus it being kind don't of don't know if i'd want my whole life to go in this direction yeah yeah it's 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 a piece of yeah, yeah it's not the whole okay yeah i appreciate that so i do want to talk about some themes of this film yeah and just get your thoughts and i think i, I want i want to bounce some ideas off of you okay so this is what i see in the film we already kind of talk about this so we don't need to go into it but one is a girl who is sexy but doesn't know that she's sexy. And more importantly, the thing that makes you the most attractive is your unawareness. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is a hot take to say that if you are a girl who is introverted, who is shy, who is a variety of wallflowers, there is nothing wrong with that. I think that it's fair to say that if a boy wants you because of that, he's a predator. Oh, absolutely. Eliza Scherzinger, our, yeah, our yeah. queen. She said it in her in one of her yes. specials as well. And I wholeheartedly believe. And I am not... I'm not textbook introverted. Right. I'm not like a, a wallflower in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'm not. But in the times in my life where I have felt like I was or when I have like taken on that role because I was feeling some type of way and a guy has p- singled me out because of that it always felt off and it always felt super weird yeah and like I was being preyed upon and so while being that way is absolutely okay yeah like y- you are it is just a different headspace you need to put yourself into when it comes to men who are specifically seeking you out because of that energy. Right. Doesn't mean that you, to be clear, right? We're not saying that being introverted or quiet means that you're inherently easy to manipulate. Right. But there is a type of guy yeah. that is on the hunt for girls that he potentially wrongly assumes are easy to manipulate. Yes. And like that's his modus operandi. And I feel like that scene in Christian. Like yeah. the fact that 
there's a scene after Anna has seen the red room of pain as she calls it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And he's like asking her this only, he's telling her that this only works if we're communicative and you tell me what you're into sexually. And I tell you what I'm into and blah, 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 blah. And she reveals that she's actually a virgin. Mm -hmm. Homeboy says, where have you been all my life? Yo. Creep. Creep. Like (laughs) run, bitch, run. Get out of there. If a man Ever, ever, (laughs) ever. Especially at that age. Yes. Like, okay. If I am being, here's the thing. If I'm being super vulnerable with you and I'm telling you this thing. Yeah. And you go, where have you been? I'm leaving. Not to mention that he said, let's, uh, what is the word that he uses? Let's rectify Remedy. this. Oh my god! No, no, no. He said rectify. Let's bitch. rectify. He said, <laughs> I remember. He said, let's rectify this situation. Ex- okay. Fucking excuse me, Mister. Predatoria. Oh Come on now. Oh my god! It's a mess. Like it's a problem? No, bitch. You're a problem. Anyway, no. <laughs> Am I gonna fight Christian no. Gray? Maybe. No, well, and I think let's segue into a conversation about Christian's misunderstanding of what consent is. Mm -hmm. Because he is the most vocal when it comes to, I won't touch you until you tell me to, blah, blah, blah. There's these legally binding contracts, NDAs, all this shit. But at the end of the day, he is the king of doing things without Anna's consent. He sells her car. He, Yo, he tells her where to go and what, what to, to do. do. He shows like, up when she has not asked and him like, to come. And that's what I, I think it brings me back to the point I was making about how his dominance is not mature. Mm-hmm. Right? In that, like, you can be dominant and, like, I can kind of relinquish control to you. Right. But there is still a level of respect That I'm an autonomous human being. That I am an autonomous human being. And while I am submissive to you, there are just certain lines that still cannot be crossed. Yeah. Or should not be crossed in that sense, right? Right. And like, like, I don't know all there is to know in what dom sub we aren't in the bdsm community i'm not in it i'm not in it would i like to be maybe i don't know but i feel like i need to have more conviction before entering into that space but (laughs) okay i'm just saying that like it's not something i haven't thought about but in my own head out of respect for that community right if i am hesitant or unsure in any way i will not engage well, and I think I... Because I feel like that's a whole thing. That's a whole well, to, point. To give her a shout out, I have listened a couple of times. Cat Black is this... She's a influencer on YouTube and she talks about the trans experience and yep. her experience as a trans black woman and her experience in the BDSM community. And she's wonderful and I find her content so interesting and she's amazing and insightful and so cool. And she did a video... Uh, talking about she's watching Fifty Shades of Grey for the first time and giving her feedback as someone that genuinely is a part of the BDSM community, and she expressed a similar sentiment that we that we just did about the predatory nature of a man who wants mm-hmm. you because you're a shrinking violet, right? And what that the consequences of that and the BDSM community and how it isn't about 
um, that one of the things that attracts her to the BDSM community is that it helped her to regain a sense of control and autonomy for herself because at its best, the BDSM community is about boundaries and holding boundaries and about um, yeah. honoring rules and safe words and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's like the most hyper... It, it's I don't know if hyper-realistic is the right word here. But hyper-conscious. It, it, hyper-conscious way to maintain boundaries. Right, and consent. Right? And like, I think maybe that's why I've always felt like... I've always felt drawn to it in mm. that sense. In that like, I have always had trouble right. with A establishing boundaries maintaining boundaries and recognizing boundaries right and so like that's part of the reason why i think subconsciously i've always been drawn to it but never committed in that like i don't know if i'm able to engage in a conscious way right that wouldn't endanger or or hurt someone else well and she was even saying that like there was a video that she did, not this Fifty Shades of Grey, but I forgot if she was answering listener questions or something. But she was talking about like being aware as a woman that is going to enter, if you're thinking about entering this space, like be conscious of a man that is overtly excited about you being new to this space. Like right. it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to not be hesitant, especially in the context of the world that we live in. Yeah. It it is weird if he's like, fuck yes, right. You don't know what you're doing, and, so like, and I want you because of that. And that reminds me of the conversation we had last night about I was telling you about how like this guy. Oh yes. That I met one night. We were out at the bars. It was like we were just having a grand old time, and like my our, our good friend uh, wingman for me. Yeah. To this very attractive Australian man. Jesus Christ. But any anyway, I end up going home with him. We have an amazing night. Whatever. And in me talking with him and like us just chit-chatting like and like trying to get to know each other after the fact, I find out that he's a dom and he's into BDSM. And he invites me into the space right. to be his sub, but he lives in Australia. Right. And, get on a plane alone. Right. Get on a plane alone. Go to a country you've never been to before and I'll take care of you. Right. Hold up. <laughs> with this experience that you've never had. Right. With an experience I've never done before. Right. And it wasn't, he wasn't like pushing. Right. And he wasn't overtly excited. So in that sense, looking back, no red flags, but also he just offered it. Right. Well, I think it could potentially speak to his level of experience. Right. Because this is all I'm like trying to like contextualize Cat right. Black and yeah, all yeah, her yeah. content. But to, to me, what it seems like is the more experience you have, the less that would even be an option to you. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you know what you're doing and the negative impact that it could have if a scene isn't done correctly yes. or whatever it is, you wouldn't want to risk that for your own like self-preservation and your life. Yeah. And so like, you know, when I was basically like, yo, I've never done something like this before. This isn't my vibe. Yeah. Like yada, yada, yada. We broke things off. Right. And so like in that sense, maybe like, Maybe he wasn't extremely experienced, but he was ex- experienced enough to be like, oh, well. Okay, cool. No worries. I'm not pushing. Right. And so, like, I, are you on King Talk in any way? Uh, nah, no, no. I am. 
And so, yeah, I think now there's a lot of conversations about like being more open or like explicit about what it means to be, to engage in these sorts of relationships and how to do it in a healthy and safe way versus how to do it in a abusive and damaging way. Right. And there is a fine line. Well, like there's also an invisible line in that you need to know someone enough to like, like trauma is not objective. Right. Right. Like someone experienced something. It's not about like, oh, that would be traumatic or that wouldn't be traumatic. It's based on that person's life experiences. Yeah. And if you don't know them well enough to know why something would be triggering or why something would blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. people that oh, have no, been absolutely. abused to a degree where holding hands could be traumatic. Yeah. And that's valid. Absolutely. But like. Could you contextualize that in an objective, two-dimensional way? I don't think so. Yeah. So, some discussion questions. Why do we re- why do we romanticize controlling and violent men? Oh, geez. Um, you heard it here first. Mommy is going to set the record straight. Yeah, I'm going to hit <laughs> fucking yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, I think it has a lot to do with the male gaze and how, as women, we are fed the male gaze from a very young age. Yeah. Even by our mothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, maybe especially by our mothers. Especially by our mothers, right? We are fed this idea that to be desirable, to be wanted, to be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You need to have a certain level of like a healthy amount of fear or be intimidated by what a man can do, what a man says. Mm. Like you are supposed – like if boys are mean to you, that means they like you. You got to build up a tolerance to your – You got to just build a tolerance. That – inner voice in you that says yeah. this isn't right you need yeah. to find a way to, to shut it up to shut it down yeah. yeah right and so like i think it has a lot to do with how a man with ha- with how the male gaze leads us to believe that we need to be docile submissive unassuming and then that means we are wanted we are valid we have power and the fucked up part is that like like I said, like we have power in that like us being less than, mm-hmm. right, or incapable of doing things like opening my own door or right. lifting up. Learned helplessness as, learned as we've discussed in other episodes. Yeah. Right. Learned helplessness, right, in that like that is where my power lies. Mm. In my learned helplessness. In my learned helplessness. To entice you. To entice you. Yeah. Which is so something that Anna does throughout the movie, which is why yes. her naivete seems so cartoonish and put on. Because she is like, I have never seen a penis. And then at the same time, she is like biting her lip in this way that's so unnatural. Yo. And she's like fucking Yo. deep throating a pencil that it's says the gray finger, on it. It's the finger on the lip almost in her mouth. It's it, oh my God. So Listen, performative. Do I no bite sense. my lip unnecessarily often? Yes. But I don't even notice I'm fucking doing it. Well, it's not sexy. And there's sexy. an energy to the way she's doing it. And also, I don't think it's sexy. So I'm not doing it because I think it's sexy. Well, it's but it's also, it's the same way as like, 
eating a banana. Right. Or a phallic shaped object. Or right? or an ice cream cone. Are like you like I'm just eating it. I'm just trying to live. But she is not. She's not. She's really putting she's the really performance doing of something. her life. Mm-hmm. She's she's laying it on thick. And it's like a little infantilized also. Yeah. I we can't go too deep into this, but Homegirl is giving you youthfulness in a way that is very uncomfortable. Oh my god. And I think that that is a oh wow, I don't know how deep we can go here, but I think yeah. that the infantilization of her performance speaks to the romanticization that we afford controlling and semi-violent men. Yes. Uh, and what we think that they're looking for. Right. Youth. Yeah. Period. Period. Okay. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Shift. So I have two more questions. Okay. We're going to go heavy and we're going to go fun. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, give me heavy. What do you think Stephanie Meyer slash E.L. James were trying to imply by giving both female characters, meaning Anna and Bella, inattentive and like romantically confused mothers. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Like, I think that that speaks to an assumption about female development. No, I think so too. In that, like, I think that in both mothers having this blase kind of like, yeah, I, oh God, it speaks to like this idea that as you age as a woman, you come into yourself and you have more of a demand or a power in the sexual space. And if you're not actively looking for partners and to like, I don't know, engage in that, then you haven't matured far far enough. Yeah. I, I think there's also this like uh, parallel that happens between yeah. the young girls, meaning Anna and Bella and their mothers, this like generational parallel that happens showing that like somehow like they had these mothers who were like overly invested in men and flaky and uh, emotional and flighty. Right. Like, well, it's, it's like this idea that like, no, no, no. Once you find a man that meets certain criteria, right. He gets precedence for the, for the mothers, for the mothers. Right. And then for the, 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 the girls, it was that like both of them waited till they found the end all be all ultimate man. And that's what was wrong with their mothers. That's what was right. Yeah. Is that instead of their, instead of seeing their moms as examples of like women who knew what they wanted, yeah. knew their standards and understood what it meant to prioritize their partners, but also wait and find what exactly what they wanted. Right. They saw them as these women who were flaky and like unreliable, insecure, and insecure, and wanting to put latch them, on, latch on to these other men for validation. Right. What? Well, it it assumes that like for the moms that like there was a Christian Grey and Edward Cullen out there for the both of them, and they just like weren't willing to wait. Right. Awful. Awful. The fun one. Okay, give it to me. Okay, 
what toys or props shown in the movie would you be down to use? <gasps> oh, she's excited. Okay. Oh my god. I have given you a list of things that appear in the movies. Okay, give uh, it to me. There are lots of websites that um Okay, yeah, give I'm sure. You links to things that were used in the film. Ooh. Adam and Eve, what's up? Do you want a sponsorship? Okay. Oh my so, god. I'm ice excited. Cubes, yay or nay? No. Bitch is cold. <laughs> Bitch is cold. Listen. Listen. I I have very I'm I have very sensitive skin and so like Where is this going? <laughs> in the sense of <laughs> No, no, no. In the sense that I can't get wet. Okay. That's why I don't want to shower with people. Okay. It's cuz I can't get wet. I'll wow. Melt. I I'll will melt. have you know, bitch, I can get wet, okay? <laughs> I can and okay. I have, bitch. Okay. okay. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So nay for ice cubes, I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, good thing the babies are gone. Okay. So no to ice cubes. Uh, I don't want to be cold. Okay. Satin restraints. Yeah. Nay. Damn. Down. Yes. Okay. Yes. Formal prison restraints. Which I like. I don't know if that's the formal word for them, but there's a difference between like you're using a thing to tie like, you up. Is it the cuffs and, like, that they the, were using with the, the, the coffee buckles, with the buckles? With the buckles, I'm calling them prison restraints. Okay. So, okay. Um. Um. Yay nay. M- maybe. I'm not convinced. It I would... will not take a maybe. Oh, I am taking gays or nays. Okay. No. Then that's a no. Nays. That's a nay. Use my language, mommy. Okay. okay nay. <laughs> uh, paddles. Yay. Nay, nay. Riding crop whip. Yay. Vaginal clamps. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nay, bro. No. Anal beads. Nay. Nay. Ah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a yay. <laughs> Rabbit vibrator. Oh, yeah, yay. 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 She's like, every fucking day, girl. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's not what I said. And on that note, shall we begin our segment? Oh, we should begin our segment. All right. So, <clears throat> welcome to Love Languages, a segment where Heena and I take a look at love language, at a love language or languages we think each character would identify with and why. Heena's going to start with her choices, and then I'll take a stab at it afterwards. Um, but let me let, refresh everyone on the five love languages. Also, we've done this segment once before. Yes. But just in case you missed that one, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. A little refresh. Just a little refresh. Okay. So the first one is words of affirmation. Basically, this one is a, it's about expressing affection through spoken words, praise, or appreciation. So that means when it's this person's primary love language, they're going to enjoy kind words, encouragement, uplifting quotes, love notes, cute text messages, things like that. Okay. Uh, second is quality time. And this is where love and affection are expressed through when someone gives their undivided attention to you. This means putting down your cell phone, turning off the tablet, making active eye contact, actively listening. Um, that person feels most loved when you are present and focused on them. Yep, yep. We love it. Yeah. Next is physical touch, a person that feels loved through physical affection. And it's aside from sex, like sex is a part of it, sure, but it's people who love physical touch and love just being holding hands, like having their hair stroked, yeah, having their back, back scratched, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like just having someone's hand on them, yeah. like when you're driving in the car and Contact. they put their hand on your thigh, like that kind of energy. 
Um, so that's physical touch. Acts of service is when someone's primary love language is when they feel appreciated when people do nice things for them. So it's when you're helping with the dishes or putting gas in the car or taking out the trash or doing active things to um, let that person know. You appreciate them. That you appreciate them. Yeah. Last one is receiving gifts. And this person is a is someone who we're Gift giving is symbolic of love and affection. So they treasure not only the gift itself, but the time and effort put into the gift. Right. So doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of money. It just means you should put a lot of thought and energy. It's a token, an external it's, token. Yeah, that you're there's a lot of sentimentality with yeah. the gift too, right? Kind of ritualistic in some ways. Very ritualistic, actually. And it's also about them being able to give you gifts in return. It's not just them receiving them. Um, it is called receiving gifts. Yeah. So the primary thing is them getting gifts, but they, people, a lot of people tend to act out the love language they are, right? Yes. And so a big part for receiving gifts is that you enjoy the gifts that they give you. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Cool. So now that we've heard all of them, it's what do you- It's my th- turn. It's your turn. What do you think? Okay. Christian, let's start there. I'm going with physical touch, but for Christian, I'm going to call it physical beating. (laughs) Oh my God. I think that homeboy has a really hard time expressing love in any way but sex. And my working theory Mm -hmm. is that a lot of the guys that you have talked to, maybe you've been friends with, those guys that are like feel like they're very sex focused yeah sex centered i think a lot of those guys just have an inability to express themselves in other ways and they just want the feeling of connection and so they're using sex as a vehicle to express their deeper emotions and they they just have no other way but doing it but sex and so in a lot of ways they're stifled Mm. they're just suppressed because they can't give a friend a hug they can't talk about their feelings they can't ask someone to hang out and so it just is expressed in the only way that it is in a lot of circles for acceptable for men to express their affection which is sex with women okay you know wow christian but also that's kind of my answer too okay so Right. I mean, yeah. like, I think it's pretty apparent. Yeah, no, no. I think it's, I think that's really accurate. I think, um, to kind of go out of order here, for me, it was physical touch, but I had a secondary as receiving gifts. Mm. Because he Tell gives. Tell me about that. Because he gives gifts all right. the time. That's all he does. Like, okay. the way, the only other way that he expresses affection to Anna is like through giving her gifts and doing things for her. See, I thought the same thing, but I understood that as acts of service. Okay. Yeah, I think for me it's a little blurred. I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, and I think it is a little bit blurred. I think the reason why I processed it as acts of service was mostly because as like looking at his history of like being an orphan and not having a lot and then coming into his own, I think it's more about like he wants the recognition that like you're struggling. Like, I think it's more about the recognition that you mm, need something and I less also about the too, actual like, gift. <coughs> I also thought, too, that it was, like, 
more about the fact that because he didn't have anything mm-hmm. and then he went he got adopted by the Greys and then was given was given everything that he needed. Yeah. Right? And so then in his head But not everything he wanted. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in the sense of like he was he was in the most loving, positive environment that he'd ever been in in his uh-huh. life. But he was receiving all of these things. Sure. And so I in for me, that is how I can conceptualize him receiving gifts as a thing that he that that would be his love language. In, no, that in makes that, sense. Like that's he received a lot of things, and that was like how he positively interpreted love yeah, and yeah, affection. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, I think I think I I totally agree with you. You, yeah. you put me on your side. I think that I think it is gift giving. Let's move to Anna since we're going out of order. Yeah. Do you want to offer your first one? Ooh, okay. I think that her love language is. I, I'm torn. This is why I'm hesitating. Okay. I was torn between uh, words of affirmation. And quality time. I got the same thing. Fantastic. I love it when we agree. I think it's words of affirmation because I think she needs to be told that she's not like other girls. Yep. And she needs to hear his trauma to help her feel better about the way that he's treating her. I think it's about verbal confirmation. Absolutely. Hey, as a fellow words of affirmation bitch... I get it. I see you. I hear you. I see you. you. I I hear you. you. Why did you think it was quality time? Because of the way that she is so adverse to him leaving. Mm. And her always wanting to make the most of the time they have together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not really being okay with the fact that, like, he runs a multi-million dollar company. Right. Bitch, he got shit to do. Right. You know what I mean? And that, like, it's I I don't know. Not that like no, I'm that not criticizing sense. her, yeah, yeah. but like it's more of like she's just always looking to spend their time in a meaningful way. I think I had a similar understanding of of the quality time thing, but th- I think for me it was more about her wanting quality time that was different than how he spent time with other women. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, like, that makes sense. I want to do something with you that you have not done with other girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. he walks into the room that she's supposed to stay in for half of the week, she asks him how many women have stayed here. Right. And I think for her, it's about like, how do I prove to myself that I am different than those other girls? And the only way for right. me to prove it is that you will do things with me that you did not do with them. Yeah. Which I is agree. quality time. Which is quality time. Yep. Goddamn. Damn. Look at us. Well, I hope that we. Uh, what do we hope? I um, hope that we covered our bases and yeah. that um, we shed some light. Yeah. Ooh, what I do want to hear from, I want to hear if you are in the BDSM community. Ooh, yes, I yes, yes. I would love to hear how our interpretation of this relationship may be completely inaccurate. Yeah. Tell based us if on what you tell know. us if we're like misconstruing shit. Like what did you connect with and what didn't you? Yeah. I, I agree. would love to know that. I would love to know that. Email as well. us at parasocialpodcast at gmail.com. Hey. Yes. Alrighty. Well, Parasites, this was a wonderful time that we spent with you. Yeah. Kinky time. But- Ooh. Ooh. Y'all are getting closer. Y'all closer learned to a lot episode. about my ass today. Yes. Uh, It was exciting. Thank you for hanging out. We will see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Where are you going? You don't leave at the end of a Marvel movie. 
Before you do anything else, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr at ParasocialAngst. You can tell us what you think about the episode, write Hina love letters. What can I say? I'm a Leo. I run on praise and adoration. But you can send Momi your original fanfiction. She lives for that shit. I do live for that shit. But until next time... Have a snack. Call your therapist. As bona fide professionals, we have to give you the disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Not to mention that everything we say on this show is a reflection of our own personal views and does not necessarily reflect the views of Daydreamer Network. Precisely. For example, we think Buffy should have ended up with Angel. Daydreamer might be on Team Spike. That's not our business. Listen at your own risk.